¿Cómo? Bueno, déjame nomás subir a la acera para echarle un ojo. ¡Uy! ¡Qué bella! ¡Me refiero a la Yankee Rock! ¡Una bolsa silvestre! Everybody, my name is Robert Berry, and welcome to Retro Crush, the podcast special episode 150. That's one five zero, a century and a half of podcasts for you, the Retro Crush fan, the Retro Crush listener. So happy to be back, you know. For those of you who are, are new to the game, new to the Retro Crush thing, Retro Crush, I've run as a website. I started it back in April of 2001. And uh, around 2005, we started the Retro Crush podcast. And it was it was one of the first podcasts out there. And uh, we had a great run of about 148 episodes and called it quits for about five years. 2009 was when I had stopped. And... I just decided it's, it's time to bring it back. It's time to get the band back together and uh, delight you with the podcasting goodness you've come to expect. Um, let me tell you a, a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm Robert Berry. I, I live in Sacramento, California. And uh, like I said, I've been running the Retro Crush pop culture retro entertainment website. It's retrocrush.com uh, since April 2001. And you've got... Hundreds and hundreds of uh, fun articles about uh, about uh, toys, video games, commercials, music, movies, uh, crazy shit that you used to like, uh, and maybe still do from long ago, and uh, uh, lots of interviews. We, we've interviewed on the website and on the podcast, uh, Al Gore, Rob Zombie, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, Allison Arngrim, uh, just, just tons of great people. Uh, and so, you know, you can look at our back catalog of podcasts and in the interview section of the website and enjoy all sorts of things like that. And, uh, you know, and, and it's just, I decided to bring it back. You know, I had to take a break. Uh, but, you know, here we are. It's 2014, and uh, we're ready to rock it to you. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on with my life uh, since we talked last. Uh, let's see, back in uh, 2009... Uh, I was uh, wrapping up a job, uh, my day job. Uh, basically, I had uh, taken a job that uh, ended up getting laid off for the first time in my life. 
but it was kind of nice. I had a, a, a good period of time off, and then I ended up taking a job in Seattle, and, and uh, we were actually almost going to move in Seattle, and had a good time there, and uh, I, I, I discovered I loved karaoke when I was up in Seattle. I was going to karaoke uh, uh, five nights a week. Uh, I was up there by myself living in an apartment, and, met a, and my family was going to move up a year later uh, while I got things worked out, and fortunately that job went away before we moved up there, and I came back to Sacramento. We're back in the same old uh, house in East Sacramento that, that I had been in all along, and and uh, I, I uh, met a, a really great guy named Brian Crawl, uh, who runs the Sacramento Comedy Spot, and he uh, gave me a shot to do a, a live retro crush comedy show, talk show, burlesque show. We, we, we've gone through a few iterations, but uh, here in Sacramento at the Sacramento Comedy Spot, every uh, second Saturday of the month at 8 o'clock, we have a, a really cool live show uh, that we're going to try to do some uh, TV things with as well. But, uh, you know, the very first show we had was, uh, uh, I believe it was September of, uh, two, of, of 2012, last year. And uh, I had Charlotte Stewart from uh, Little House on the Prairie and Eraserhead as my uh, special guest. And, and we do things uh, like, you know, celebrity guests. We do uh, uh, music, singing, dancing. We have burlesque dancers, stand-up comedians. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, playing around with that show, I, I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my hand at stand-up comedy. And, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that. The Sacramento has one of the richest and most diverse array of of great and supportive stand-up comedy uh, that I've seen. And, you know, I, I've not really been a part of the New York scene, but I grew up in the 80s in the San Francisco Bay Area, and, you know, that was about as good as it, as it got back then. I mean, you had such a, a great collection of Bay Area comedy f from the 80s. I mean, you Bob Goldthwait, Bob Rubin, Bobby Slayton, uh, Robin Williams came out of that. You had just so many uh, amazing people. But I, I love the Sacramento scene. And we're going to talk to a lot of Sacramento comedians uh, as uh, we move along uh, with this show because they're just so funny. It's going to be great to share them with you. And, of course, if you're a fan of the Retro Crush podcast from a while ago, a uh, longtime friend of mine, Keith Lowell Jensen, uh, has been a frequent uh, guest on the show, and, and will again. Um, so, but but yes, I, I've been uh, been doing some stand-up comedy gigs. Uh, some of them very small, uh, and some of them uh, pretty big. You know, I, I started doing some open mics, and uh, the first time I did an open mic was at a, a bar here in town called On the Y, and it was horrible. I bombed miserably. Uh, got a couple laughs, but you know, just. Uh, it's funny uh, to get used to just being a funny writer and a funny performer. Uh, th those don't necessarily go hand in hand. And uh, the first set that I did, uh, oh, a little after June of uh, last year, I had, uh, you know, it was pretty much reading jokes I wrote on, on Twitter. And uh, lots of little one-liners. And it was at a, a noisy bar where people were playing pool and uh, having a, a good time and, and really didn't have the time to pay attention uh, on top of that. So very tough room. Uh, but, you know, I, I use that as a, uh, a learning experience to try to get better. And, and I think I have. You know, I, I, I've uh, put together some, some good acts. And I got to perform at the Sacramento Punchline, which is about the biggest club in Sacramento uh, that you could uh, go to uh, as far as uh, audience size goes. And uh, just just having a good time. I'm gushing now, 
But uh, if you, it, I do publish some of my uh, upcoming comedy dates uh, on RetroCrush.com, so if you ever do want to check uh, me out and you're in the area, I generally got two or three shows a month uh, that I'm a part of, and, and you know, we'd always love to visit with any Retro Crush fan anyway. You can email me at rbarry at RetroCrush.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, and if you just go to RetroTrush.com, you'll see all of uh, the links to everything, the Twitter, and all of that stuff. So, uh, we've got some fun stuff to go over with you here today. Uh, we, we, we started out the beginning of the show with the with the classic Retro Crush theme song. It was I had to cut that out of uh, a show. Uh, I, I lost the hard drive that had all of the, the original sound files on it, so I kind of had to find some old podcast and trim pieces of it out again. Uh, and, I, and I even forgot who recorded that for me, so apologies. Uh, we had a lot of really great folks contributing to the show, and I, I can't even find the record of who it was that composed that great uh, song. Um, and at the very beginning, you heard David Lee Ross' Yankee Rose, the Spanish version of it. Um, a lot of people don't realize back in the, in the 80s especially, uh, you know, the Spanish music market was very lucrative for... Uh, uh, American English artists who record an alternate version of their album for uh, Madonna, uh, David Lee Roth, and, and a few other people, uh, superstars. Uh, it was pretty cool. They just took their original music uh, tracks for the uh, American, ver- the English version, and then uh, recorded a Spanish version of it uh, as well. So it was it was pretty cool uh, to, to to hear that, and you know, it didn't sound so great. I mean, check out I mean, the, the David Lee version. Uh, is just uh, bizarre as hell. I mean, it's, uh, you know, just, uh, you can hear it again here. It's just uh, very funny. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we you got to play it all over again. But uh, I, I was listening to some old uh, episodes of the podcast, kind of reminding uh, myself of the flow and, uh, it's funny, one of the common refrains was me begging Van Halen to get back together with David Lee Roth. It was this big pipe dream, and they'd actually have a tour twice since then. It shows you how long it's been since I've done this podcast. But uh, really fun to see uh, that shortly come together and then fall apart again. I, I know Eddie's got trouble this time around. I always thought it was going to be Dave that would fuck things up, but it uh, looks like Eddie... Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, they can get their uh, act together and, and go on tour again. Uh, I didn't get to see them the last time around, but they toured with Cool in the Gang. Uh, that was pretty an awesome, awesome lineup there. So, uh, anyway, um, today's podcast is brought to you by the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. It's Assembly required, and you mix the punch flavor. Snoopy Snow Cone Machine comes with everything you see here from Hasbro. You know, th- those guys had it right. Yum Yum Fun uh, is what it's all about. That's that's my mantra in life. If you live by the Yum Yum Fun is what it's all about, credo. You can do no wrong. That's for sure. You know, you know what's not yum yum fun? It's, it's Paula Dean. 
you've got to she's a horrible woman even before we learned she was a racist uh she was a horrible woman i mean she's probably single-handedly uh responsible for giving more people diabetes in this country than double stuff oreos ever did i mean she, she and, First of all, she's a horrible uh, person to watch on TV. Um, she's got ridiculously sickening charm about her. Um, and and the, her orange skin and crazy hair, uh, it looks like a wampa had sex with an oompa loompa. That's that's the kind of uh, you know appearance I think that she has there. But uh, a lot of people uh, are, are trying to be apologetic about uh, what she's said. Uh, that she used the N-word just, just 30 years ago. She said the N-word. Who hasn't used the N-word 30 years ago? Uh, some of her apologists have said. Even even Jimmy Carter has come to her defense. And, uh, you know, if you, if you read more about it, there's a lot more to it than that. I mean, she pretty much ran this plantation-style uh, discriminatory operation that was very humiliating uh, for, for, for people there. But I guess you got to remember that she comes from a... Uh, a simpler time, uh, long ago in the 60s in the Deep South where it was uh, perfectly acceptable to be a racist bitch. Um, but, uh, you know, if there's an N-word that we should be most upset for her to be using, it's nutrition, I believe. Uh, you know, if you seen some of the shit she puts together, it's like, you know, deep fried donut holes roasted in a... A uh, spam loaf covered with Miracle Whip and uh, marshmallows. Man. And uh, well, what else we got going on in the news these days? You've got uh, gay marriage is now legal uh, in California, at least. And, uh, you know, the, the Defense of Marriage Act uh, has been overturned. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Clinton fan. I, I will make no uh, apologies about that. But, you know, I did, that was one of Clinton's less proud moments of his presidency when he he you know he signed that bill into office and he was on record making a quote saying i believe a marriage is defined between a man and a woman so love that guy all you want we're celebrating overturning something that his administration uh signed so for shame bill clinton for shame friend friend of mine michael patton uh local comic here uh, in town uh, he wrote a nice little eloquent post on his facebook that was basically saying uh you know now that we, gay marriage is legal can we get to the point now where we just call it marriage and uh i agree uh, you know we shouldn't have to differentiate it as if it's some subculture of marriage it, sh it should not be gay marriage it should be just marriage and uh you know, I also think that if you, if the muscles in your legs get sore, uh, you should just now be able to rub some Ben on them. Uh, it's time to just call it uh, that instead of Ben Gay. So uh, anyway, that that's uh, I'm showing you what bombing sounds like uh, on a podcast. Imagine telling a joke like that and and uh, 50 people are staring holes at you. Uh, it, it's very a uh, very fun experience. Uh, you know, there, there's there's in between. You know, you can bomb horribly uh, when you do your stand up comedy on stage, and people are just looking at you like, get off the stage, you horrible piece of shit. Why are you wasting our time? Uh, 
Uh, or you, or if you do very well, you, you you're, it's called killing the room. It's it's just amazing, and uh, everybody uh, applauds. And there's that in between where it's just like, yeah, that was kind of good. I mean, I almost sometimes would prefer bombing to the, yeah, that was kind of good. You know, at least when you bomb, you get the extreme hatred reaction and and not the courtesy applause. But uh, anyway. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff going on here uh, in Sacramento. Uh, it's it's hotter than fuck these days here. Uh, we've had one of the hottest summers on record. We're in the middle of uh, it, it all of this week. Uh, it, it's July third today, by the way, uh, the day before the fourth of July, and uh, it's been over a hundred degrees uh, since uh, I believe Sunday. Uh, hotter than fuck. And uh, and you know how how hot fuck is. I mean it's it's fucking hot. And uh, it's it's 106, 107, 108 degrees. It's supposed to be like 110 tomorrow. Ridiculous! I can't stand it. Feels like you're just walking around in sweat. And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's something to this global warming thing. That's all I'm saying. But uh, tomorrow is the Fourth of July. And. Uh, I would like to, to help celebrate by playing a uh, uh, a cartoon theme song uh, that's very patriotic, uh, but frankly is probably one of the worst cartoon theme songs ever recorded in, in human history. It's the theme song to the 1966 Captain America cartoon. That's awful. My God. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. I mean, it does rhyme. It's got a nice alliteration to it. But it's just dorky as hell. Hey, if you chose to oppose my shield, you now must yield. I mean, nothing whips up inspiration into the hearts of kids, uh, uh, such as a, a line like that. Let me just make that clear. Um, you know, Fourth of July. I, I love the Fourth of July. Uh, it's just it's just about parties. It's, it's about blowing stuff up. I used to really love it when I was a kid. On uh, the Fifth of July, uh, you know, I grew up in San Lorenzo, California, and. Uh, not legal, but not necessarily frowned upon. A lot of a lot of folks and kids would go to San Francisco, to Chinatown, and you'd come back with a a brick of firecrackers for five bucks. You generally could buy this this giant package of all these little packages of of firecrackers. It would be like a pack of ten firecrackers, and it'd be a whole giant long uh, brick of those. And and some excessive fools would always light the whole brick at once, and that was always fun. And there'd be firecrackers everywhere uh, lit off through the night. And then the next morning of July 5th, you'd get up early and you'd go cruising the gutters of the street and you'd find the firecrackers that did not go off. And uh, it was great. You know, it's kind of like when you see bums hunting for cigarettes. It was kind of like that, but with firecrackers. But a lot of fun. Uh, I used to love a lot of the fireworks they don't make anymore today. Like they, they had this crazy one called Smoking Joe. 
And it was basically a, a cardboard box that looked like a hobo. It was a picture of a hobo on it. And there was a hole where his mouth would be. And you stuck this uh, firework that basically just was a smoke bomb. But it looked like he was smoking a cigar. So while everybody else was, uh, you know, lighting off their fountains and whatnot, you had this uh, cardboard hobo smoking a cigar. It was very beautiful. They had, they had another one called the Smoking Semi with the same idea, but it was like a semi truck. And it was smoking uh, through the top exhaust pipe. Uh, but you don't see those anymore. I, th I think so their research revealed that uh, those kind of sucked. And uh, they stopped making them. But they do still make the, the snakes, uh, those little black aspirins that you light. And it makes a snake. And it destroys your driveway. Um, I, always, I always hated when kids like decided to write their name with sparklers. Uh, the old school sparklers with the metal sticks, they're, they, they're really shitty now. They're like these weird incense things that sparkle a little bit. But the old school sparklers were like a metal stick with the chemicals uh, laced on it. And then uh, it got super hot. And then you could take the phosphorus flame at the end and, and use it to write your name on the sidewalk. Or, or write, uh, you know, some foul phrase of some sort or just something really offensive. But, but that was always a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, you also had uh, the, those, those ground blossoms that go, it makes like the colored flower. I always like those uh, a lot. You get about three or four of those together. But you can't, you, when you live in California, for the most part, uh, there's some areas that you can't even buy fireworks if it's a fire hazard around there, a lot of dry country. Uh, but the the ones you can buy, they're, they're called safe and sane fireworks. They're, they're completely sane. They're, there's no mental illness issues with the fireworks you could buy at these Red Devil or TNT uh, factory uh, uh, brand. I think Phantom Fireworks is another one that we see around here. And these poor guys have to sit in these wooden boxes selling fireworks here in Sacramento. Uh, where it's over 100 degrees, and there's no electricity in these things, so they're just sitting in there cooking, sweating to death, um, trying to get that 20% profit that will go to help their volleyball team go to Colorado or something like that. It's it's very miserable. But, uh, yeah, the safe and safe. One of the things I found that, that people uh, do here to get around, uh, the, the, there's the Piccolo Pete. Uh, this is a firework that uh, it's basically like a... a Oh, like it's about the size of a magic marker, and you light it, and it's got a plastic stand so that it'll be upright, and then all of this force comes up through it, and it screams really loud. You goes, Aah! it whistles really loud, you know. It doesn't sound that horrible, like like I just duplicated it there, but it whistles really loud. Uh, so the trick is, is you get like a, a C-clamp or, or a, a pliers of some sort, and you, and you complete, you crush the front end of it so much that what happens is uh, when you light it, the force of the the flame and the screaming can't make it out, so it just blows up. So that that is a, a way that you can make something explosive out of a uh, formerly safe and sane uh, firework. I used to really when I was a kid, they kind of phased out some of the they used to have these things called Roman candles. It was like this big giant fucking log that you'd hold in your hands and it would shoot fireballs out of it and we shoot them at each other why did they take that off the market that's that's crazy isn't it can't believe it so uh anyhow i uh funny thing was happening to me today um 
Wait a minute. Do you guys hear that? Oh my gosh. It's time for Retro Crush Voicemail. We'll play some voicemail and read some email too. It'll be great. So just sit back and listen to some email and some stuff. Sorry. Anyway, uh, we actually don't have any voicemail today. <laughs> and I don't even have the phone number that you can call, but I will set one up. Uh, trust me on that one. But you can send email to uh, the Retro Crush mailbag at R-B-E-R-R-Y at RetroCrush.com. Or, or drop me a line on Facebook. That might be kind of cool. You know? You know that? And uh, but yeah, I did. We did get a nice email from uh, Jackie Ronan, who said, uh, you know, thanks for bringing back the podcast. It was a great blast from the past. Uh, and uh, Andrew Jones uh, also uh, sent us a nice uh, thing as well. He said that um, the the podcast is crazy, whack, funky, and it sounded like MC Hammer on crack. And uh, no higher praise. No higher praise. Could come from that. Listen, I, I, I would like to take a break and uh, and sing a song for you here, folks. Uh, one of my favorite New Order songs. Uh, it's called Bizarre Love Triangle, and it's about a triangle. A guy's in love with a triangle, and it's very bizarre that he's in love with a triangle because that's basically it's not just interspecies dating, but it's like intershape dating the shape of a human and a shape of a triangle it was just not meant to be but um let's explore this song uh together and um and let's bring out its 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 uh inner meaning Every time I think of you, I feel shot right through with a bolt of blue. It's a problem of mine, and it's a problem I find. Living a life that I can't leave behind. There's no sense in telling me the wisdom of a fool won't set you free. That's the way that it goes, and it's what nobody knows. Well, every day my confusion grows. Every time I see you falling, get down on my knees and pray. Waiting for that final moment, you say the words that I can't say. Like we were yesterday I'm not sure what this could mean 
I don't think you're what you seem. I admit to myself that if I hurt someone else, they'll never see just what we're meant to be. Every time I see you falling, I get down on my knees and pray. I'm waiting for that final moment you say the words that I can say. Every time I see you falling, I get down on my knees and pray. Wait. I think I fucked this dog up, but... I think that happened from the moment I started singing it. Well, for for the two of you that are still listening to this podcast, thanks thanks for hanging in there. Woo! So anyway, uh, that's about all the time we have for today's show. Um, I'm not going to just fill out time here for no reason. You know, I want to make sure that you're you're enjoying this. Uh, but I but I do appreciate you being there for me. Uh, and I appreciate all the kind words, and, and please keep them coming. Um, and I, I honestly, if you're ever anywhere close to Sacramento, please let me know. I would love to have you at one of my uh, one of my shows. I, I'll tell you. Um, let's see, July 13th is the next Retro Crush show at the Sacramento Comedy Spot at uh, eight o'clock. Would love to have you come out there for that. I'll also be at a show on July. 17th at Tommy T's in Rancho Cordova, uh, I will be hosting uh, Diego Curiel, a great comic here in town. Uh, he's got a show called Go Diego Go, and I will be guest hosting uh, for him, and, uh, and and we've got a great lineup on that show. Let me tell you who's going to be on that show. Uh, we've got, let's see, uh, Michael Patton, very funny comic. One of my favorite comics. He's a very sweet guy. Johnny Taylor. He's like he's a rock star here in Sacramento. Jacqueline Wyand, an incredible comedian. Very funny. Uh, she's a lot of fun. Um, very good, dark, self-depreciating sense of humor that I love. We got Stephen Fury, uh, up-and-coming star here in Sacramento, and, and Mr. Daniel Humbarger, one of the friendliest comics I know. But so that that's J- July seventeenth. At uh, Rancho Cordova's Tommy T's, and then July 19th on on Friday, I will be performing at the Lockdown Brew Pub in Folsom, California. Uh, guest to be announced, but Stephanie Garcia from the 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 Real Funny Housewives of Rio Linda uh, puts that show on. And then uh, I'm really extra excited about uh, July 24th. I'll be hosting. Uh, Johnny Taylor's Comedy Kill show at the Punchline in Sacramento on Howe and Arden. Um, w- check out this lineup. Not only have Johnny Taylor, of course, it's his show. I'm going to be hosting the show. Uh, and we've got Retro Crush longtime friend Keith Lowell. Jensen's going to be there. We've got Lance Woods, one of the funniest dudes in Sacramento. His, his mixture of crowd work and, and stage performance is, is without parallel. Uh, I've got Kareem Daniels is going to be there. Jessica Wellington's going to be there. She's fantastic. She hosts uh, the, the open mic comedy uh, Monday nights at the Comedy Spot. and Very funny. DJ Sandu's going to be there. Michael Sella, he's going to be a, a guest on an upcoming Retro Crush there. Extremely funny guy. And, and Daniel Humbarger will be there as well. And uh, like I said, every every second Saturday I'm hosting the Retro Crush show. And uh, also at uh, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd I'll be hosting uh, 
a series at um, the Laughs Unlimited in Old Town, Sacramento. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a couple of these a week uh, to get you in the mood. So uh, I, I hope you come back, and we'll, we'll work out the sub subscription issues so that you can subscribe straight through iTunes. But if you just go to the RetroCrush website, uh, we'll have a podcast link near the top of the page so that at least you could, um, you know, listen to that stuff. Uh, uh, I don't know even what I'm saying anymore. I've had some Trader Joe's whiskey. For $9.99, you could get whiskey from Trader Joe's. Uh, it's very, very cool uh, to drink whiskey. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to play a few more songs here for you uh, on our way out here. Uh, this is a song uh, from the Rolling Stones album, Let It Bleed. A fantastic album. One of my favorite album covers. And, uh, of course, it's got Gimme Shelter, Let It Bleed, you know, some other good songs like that. But but uh, it, they, they did a cover of their own Honky Tonk Woman, a really great sort of uh, backwoodsy version of Honky Tonk Woman called uh, Country Honk, and I, I think you'll like it here. Pretty cool, huh? Um, next up, we've got there's a uh, a White Stripe song from Icky Thump called uh, Con Conquest, and, and they made a Spanish version of it called Conquista. And uh, lastly, as far as songs go, um, I would like to play for you um, the theme song to the Jeffersons. It's, it's probably one of my favorite um, theme songs for a TV show. It's very energetic. And I would like to play you the rare version uh, that I recorded that was never used on the show uh, because I just recorded it uh, right now as, as I'm playing the, the, the track for you. Here we go. Here it comes. Well, we're moving on up to the side. To a deluxe apartment in the sky. Moving on up to the side. We finally got a piece 
of the pie. Fish don't fry with the chicken. A beef don't burn on the grill. It took a whole lot of terrain just to get off that hill. Now we up in the big league, taking our turn at best. Long way living, you and me, baby. Ain't nothing more than that. We're moving on up to the skies, to a deluxe apartment in the skies. Moving on up to the skies. We finally got a piece of the pie. Thank you again for listening to the Retro Crush Podcast. My name is Robert Berry. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Won't you come to Sacramento? Enjoy a show. Come, I'll buy you a drink. We, we could be best friends. We were meant to be together, you and me. We have something special. Let's not blow this. There's something there. You can't deny it. You can, you can taste it. You can feel it. You, you can see it, hear it, taste it. It's like Kellogg's honey and nut cornflakes, only it's love. It's L-O-B-E love. It's palpable. It's in the air. It's magic. You can, you can touch it. You can, you can cut out a simplicity pattern and make a bikini out of it and a bonnet and a summer dress. There's so much love. You can do that kind of stuff with it there. Um, I don't even know what any of that means. But I think it means that I love you. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can feel my love um, pressing against your thigh uh, unwanted and uncontrollably. But I think, you know, it's, it's, it's the best intentions there. It's not, it's not done out of malice or any horrific poltergeist uh, origin there. Um, and uh, I'm going to leave you uh, today with a uh, really cool version of the Beatles' Helter Skelter. Uh, this was uh, presented in the uh, anthology uh, uh, three-disc set that they released with the BBC as a part of the documentary they did, the Beatles anthology. And this was a, a really cool alternate take of Helter Skelter uh, that they did not n- end up using, but a totally different beginning and arrangement to it that I think works really well and complements the original nicely. So uh, thank you again so much. We'll be back. 150 episodes! Holy shit! What a, what a, what a great thing! And uh, we'll be back with episode 151 before you know it. We're, we're, again, we're going to try two of these a week. I don't know which days they'll be. It'll probably be different days depending on when. But we're going to... Two episodes a week. You've got my promise. And, and I've actually done two within a week. So that that's pretty good. Because I, I make a lot of promises I can't keep, folks. But you you've got this promise will be kept. I'm a promise keeper. Uh, and not in the wacko religious uh, type of way. Uh, anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this, but thank you so much. Here's the Beatles Helter Skelter uh, alternate version. <laughs> <laughs>